We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. to tell you. And you have 10 things to tell. This show is about connection with each other and with ourselves. And the hope is that the things we talk about here will be fuel for better conversations and a personal awareness. This is an interactive podcast. Each episode has a prompt and a topic that I want you to take to your journal, text to your best friend, or answer on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. This is a show about digging deeper and sharing our stuff. I'll go first. Friends, it is a very special moment. This week, my very first book, Share Your Stuff, I'll Go First, launches into the world with much fanfare, on my end, that is, and with much celebration. And because Share Your Stuff, I'll Go First, is really the book version of this podcast, it's an extension of this show, I thought really hard about what I wanted to say in this episode, what I could possibly say here that I haven't already said on this podcast or in the pages themselves, where I share a lot of myself, stories I've never told before, thoughts and fears and heartbreak and magic. And although I could continue to extol the virtues of sharing itself, that is an easier message and one I deeply believe in and preach here almost every single week, I've decided instead to focus today on the stuff part of Share Your Stuff. Because sharing is universal The benefits are obvious, the trepidations are understandable, sharing is a broad concept. But our stuff, our stuff is specific. Our stuff is our own. Even if it's not all that unique, our traumas, our pain, our insecurities, we are the only ones who have lived through our specific circumstances and feel every ounce and every layer of our stuff. And so I want to say a few words about the stuff part of Share Your Stuff. Everything that you've been through makes you who you are. Of course, a huge chunk of it was out of your control, was out of all of our control. We cannot choose our biology, our parents. Most aspects of our childhood were chosen for us. We had no hand in our very earliest experiences and how those played out. 
But then as we all got older, let's say teenagerdom and beyond, we start to make choices or control our reactions. All of these things become very unique to us. How we spend our time, if we choose to foster passions or not, who we love. And so by the time we get to the age we are now, whatever age that is, we have accumulated a lot of stuff. And somewhere along the way, we were taught by someone or we figured out on our own some coping skills. We learned to stuff it down and put away the hard parts, or we polished up the best parts of our stories or ourselves, and then we present them to the world for them to see us in a very particular light. There is nothing wrong with learning to accentuate the positive. I do it, you do it. But that stuff, it remains. It is there even if we've shoved it into a corner of our soul and locked the door on it. It is there if we trot it out at every chance on every social media post and weep about it in the comment section. I mean, stuff is stuff. And maybe reading Share Your Stuff, I'll Go First, my book, maybe that will be the first time you've interacted with your own stuff in a while. Maybe it will give you some language to frame up your stories and the courage to tell a friend about something little or big who made you who you are today. Maybe the book will send you straight to your journal to work through that thing that keeps niggling in your mind that you've never quite been able to untangle I do hope the book does all of that for you. For me, writing Share Your Stuff, I'll Go First was a personal deep dive into some of my ugliest and most beautiful stuff. A funny thing happened while I was writing it. So there were stories that I'd held on to for a really long time and had never shared. Even in all of my sharing, I had never shared them when I was blogging or on this podcast or especially on social media. They were stories that were just too important or too tender for me to like blast them out on the internet. I always held them back for when I wrote a book because I was certain, absolutely certain, that I was going to write a book. And then when it came time to write a book, some of these same stories weren't important to me anymore. Or rather, they were important still because they were still part of my story. But the weight that I'd given them in the past no longer applied. Time had let those things go. They just had a different shape. And it didn't fit with where I was now, where I am now. It doesn't mean that they weren't worth telling. Some of them do, in fact, still make it into the book because they're major pieces or major moments in my life. But a 41-year-old version of Laura thinks of the whole thing differently than 30-year-old Laura would or especially as 20-year-old Laura would. 
And this doesn't mean that time heals everything or that you should just not deal with your stuff and hope that it untangles itself. On the contrary, because in my private life, I had dissected some of that stuff with friends and my husband and eventually with a therapist. Dealing with that stuff over the years by talking and journaling and processing it put me in a place to be able to write about it from a healthier point of view. And then I was able to share it with you. Listen, I know there are ongoing things in my life right now that will probably seem different in 10 years or even five years. But for me, I had to make some sense of my past before I could walk well into the future. And so I want to tell you two different stories now. They're both about ego. They're both about sharing. And they're both about stuff. So the first one happened several years ago when I was still blogging. It was during a really difficult time in our family life. We'd been walking through the loss of a dear friend and then years of illness and the death of a family member. Those things on top of some of my own postpartum mental health struggles had me in a really not great place. And from two completely separate avenues in my world, from an extended family member and then also from a very good friend at the time, I found out that people didn't like my online presence. They didn't like it and they wanted me to know that they were judging me for it and that other people were also talking about it behind my back their distaste for how I shared myself online. And friends, this little revelation came at exactly the wrong time, as such knowledge tends to do. I was completely knocked flat by the idea that people who knew me, who I loved and who presumably loved me, really hated what had become an important part of my identity, my online life. I was already struggling at the time with some various insecurities, like around new motherhood and friendships and kind of finding myself again. And the one place at the time that I felt really good about was the work I was doing online, blogging and social media, And when I was told, again, from two separate sources, but around the same time period, that my sharing online, this whole thing that I'd poured myself into and created, was being perceived as phony or inappropriate in some ways, I did not, in fact, roar back at this unfair criticism as I might do now. I crumbled. I just absolutely let it take me down. I started to wonder if maybe I was being phony online, even though I didn't think I was. But if they said I was, maybe I couldn't see myself clearly. 
I started to become really paranoid that what they said was true and maybe everyone was laughing at me behind my back or something. And like I really spiraled out because it pricked on an insecurity I already had at the time that I was an imposter that I wasn't a real writer because I was just a blogger, that my intense desire to share myself online was really a sign of narcissism or something like that. It was a really hard season of questioning myself. In a moment of weakness, I let these other people define me. And it really shook me to the core because I was using my online platforms to find my voice, to find myself, to claw my way back to who I was or who I wanted to be. The sharing, it was helping me do that. So to be told that it was bad or wrong or that it was the wrong me to pursue, it was really debilitating. And so I stopped sharing so much. I parsed every word that I did share, which of course stifles creativity and free thought. And I just ended up strangling my blog kind of with how tightly I squeezed it. And it took me a couple of years to find my footing after that, to reach for a righteous anger of how dare you tell me who I am. But when I did come out of that time, when I could see with a little more clarity what was happening with them, that they would try to take me down a notch, And also to have some compassion for myself, that I'd lost my way a little, but I'd never given up trying to find myself again. Then I came back stronger than ever. Not overnight at all, but slowly and with baby steps that gave me confidence in what I wanted to say and who I was to say it. And the whole episode, even though it was sort of a long unfolding thing that I've simplified here. It was actually a real turning point in my life. Being knocked to the ground teaches you how to stand up. I am sure that you can agree that literally no one wants to smell bad, but sometimes regular underarm deodorant just isn't cutting it, or maybe it's not your underarms that need help. With Lumi, you don't have to worry. Lumi is the first of its kind in total body deodorant and is fully safe to use anywhere on your body. It is clinically proven to block odor all day and control it for up to 72 hours. The secret is mandelic acid, where instead of masking odor with a fragrance, it stops the odor before it even starts. I especially love that Lumi deodorant is baking soda and paraben free, as well as pH balanced for safe use on all areas of your body. You can choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, and toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice like a mini body wash or deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off the starter pack. Use code U for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code U, Y-O-U, at lumi, L-U-M-E, deodorant, D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. We took it all. We brought them to our land. 
An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I'm telling you that story because I think you might relate. I wonder if someone said something to you once, maybe a long time ago, that kept you from sharing so much. Their criticism or their judgment, it took you down and you have never quite recovered. Except you might not see it that way. You might see it as a lesson learned and that staying quiet or taking up less space is generally the wisest choice. It keeps you out of pain, after all. It's more pleasing to those around you, and therefore, it is easier for everyone. So when you hear me blather on all the time on this show and elsewhere about sharing, you're not really sure what to think. If you have that voice in your head, the one that told you explicitly or indirectly that the way you were sharing or what you were sharing was too much or was unlikable or was unladylike, then I hope that this is the dawning of a new revelation inside yourself, that sharing yourself, whatever that looks like, it doesn't have to be super risky or super isolating. Everything is not on the line here. Sharing yourself will bring you closer to others, or if it doesn't, if it doesn't click with someone else, it will bring you closer to yourself. Every time you use your voice to share something, you are not giving yourself away in pieces. You are fortifying the strength you already have. The other story I want to tell you is a little different, but you might see the similarities. I have wanted to write a book since I was a little girl. I never went through the natural phases of wondering what I wanted to be when I grew up because I knew before I hit like double digits that I wanted to be a writer. The thing is though, I did not write very much when I was young. I read a lot and I made up stories in my head, but I didn't commit them to paper that often. It seemed really hard. I was scared of the power of the pen, to be honest. In college, I studied literature and history and philosophy, all with my eye on being a writer, being an author. But still, I didn't really write. I moved to California with stars in my eyes, thinking maybe here I would become that thing that I knew was my deepest calling. But I had to pay my rent, and I took film and TV jobs on the logistics side, not the creative side. And so years went by when I just didn't write anything except for journal entries. I was a writer who didn't write. It's not all that uncommon, I found out. It's also part of my stuff. Living literal decades, knowing I wasn't doing what I was meant to do. And then I started a blog. It was the winter of 2010. I was a new mom. 
I was 30 years old, and for the first time in my whole life, I was pursuing my passion. It did not look how I thought it would look. It was a lot of work, a lot of trial and error. Blogging was really looked down upon then and now, even though I will still contend that some of the most life-changing sentences ever written were read on people's screens. And I know this because I read them. And so I took blogging really seriously. I wrote five times a week for years. But even then, even in those 500-word blog posts, what I really wanted to do was write a book. And I tried a few different times. I tried to make a book happen, and it just didn't. The projects weren't right, or my heart wasn't in it. Who is to say really why those doors closed over the years, but they did. I had many doors closed on me in the book writing department. And so all the while I was starting to think maybe I just wasn't an author after all. Maybe I hadn't put enough work into the craft. Maybe I didn't have the skill set. Maybe I'd missed my shot. I really thought that for a few years. I thought I needed to find a new dream or at least make peace with myself. And around that exact same time is when I started to wake up from the fog of that difficult season and also a difficult season in parenthood and with some friendship stuff. And when I was releasing a lot of shoulds in my identity, stuff, more stuff that had been with me for a long time that I didn't learn to shed until I was in my late 30s. And then finally, finally, I was learning to quit caring so much about what other people think. When I started 10 Things to Tell You, the podcast, this podcast, I knew it was going to be a book. I knew what I wanted to say, what I wanted to share. The stuff part of my life wasn't exactly sorted out, but the sharing piece was in place when I picked up this microphone. And now that book that I dreamed of when I started this show, that I dreamed of when I was a little girl, it is in the world. An extension of this podcast, but much more so an extension of me, of my dreams, of skills that I've honed. And it took a really long time for me to get here. 11 years, if you count when I started blogging with the hopes of a book deal, and something like 35 years, if you count from when I first started telling people I was going to be a writer when I grew up. So I'm sharing this part of the story because I think there are a lot of people out there who think they've missed their boat somehow. They've convinced themselves that they have outgrown their calling or that it wasn't meant to happen for them at all. And only you can know if it's time to let go of something or if it's time to return to yourself. Self-doubt and other people's judgment can suck all of the air out of the room, all of the oxygen. Believe me, I know. But you get to choose if you find a new room. Your dream may not look like you expect. Take this from the serious thinker 40-something with a polka-dotted book on the shelves. (laughs) 
But just because it doesn't look like you expected, it doesn't mean that it can't be amazing. It can. It can. One of the very fun things about putting this book out into the world is that people from my past are showing up right and left to remind me of exactly who I am. While I was working on this episode that you're listening to right this second, my first love from the eighth grade, I write about him in the book, Clint Burns. He texted me and said, I remember back in middle school, you talking about being a writer. And I wrote him back and said, it took me a long time to get here, much longer than I thought it would, but it's here and I'm proud of it. And it's true. Share Your Stuff, I'll Go First is in stores today or available for immediate download as an ebook or an audiobook, which I read myself. The book is about sharing. It's also about our stuff, the stuff we carry with us and the stuff we learn to release. I hope when you read it that your burdens become just a little bit lighter as we learn to carry them together by sharing It is my greatest wish for the book and for myself and for you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for reading. Now take this and go share something. and you've just listened to the 10 Things to Tell You podcast. You can find the show notes and subscribe to episode emails at 10thingstotellyou.com slash podcast. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at 10 Things to Tell You. Remember, this is an interactive podcast. I have 10 things to tell you, and you have 10 things to tell. So take this topic to your journal or a friend or post on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. These episodes are meant to bring connection with others and ourselves and spark better conversations. Thanks for listening. Now go share something.